to another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. We are excited to have our sponsors, Seldom Seen Farms, with their bourbon barrel-aged maple syrup. Kevin and his staff there do a wonderful job. We're excited to have them sign on again this year to support the Bourbon Road, and we love their product. We hope our listeners will visit SeldomSeenMaple.com and check out all they have to offer. A lot of great gifts there. Bourbon-aged maple syrup bourbon barrel aged coffee rickhouse reserve barbecue sauce you can buy it by the bottle you can buy it by the case you can even get bourbon maple candle and they even have maple cotton candy definitely definitely check out seldomseenmaple.com support our sponsors support kevin and his family there they have a 5,000 maple tap operation in Ohio and they're doing it right you know they don't just produce maple syrup they're also bourbon enthusiasts and we love them to death again go check out seldomseenmaple.com Kevin and the staff will take care of you hello listeners and welcome again to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast I'm your host Jim Shannon and today in the studio we have our co-host, Brian Hyatt. Brian, welcome to the Bourbon Road again. Thank you, Jim. Happy to be back. And we have Tyler Wilson, our producer and media director. Welcome back once again. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, Jim. Brian? Yeah. Tyler had a busy weekend. Uh, that's a little bit about what today's show is about. We had a great weekend. We did some pours for a, a nonprofit. And we're going to get into that a little bit. But we actually took a walk through Wild Turkey. We called it Why Not Wild Turkey? And I think you're going to kind of lead us on this one a little bit because I'm not sure how many people you poured for the other night, but it was probably somewhere between 50 and 100 people. Yeah, we had a good crowd come through. And, uh, you know, we we set people down, go through the pours, kind of talk a little bit about each one and, and what people were kind of tasting, the flavor notes they were picking up. And it was kind of interesting just talking to people all walks of life and, you know, novices to, to professionals in the, in the industry. So this was the annual bourbon event for Habitat for Humanity. And I would say most of our listeners are probably familiar with that uh, nonprofit organization. They're a great organization that builds homes for people who desperately need them. And uh, not only do they uh, pay for the homes, they actually get in there and drive nails and hang shingles and, and paint the walls and everything to try and prepare these homes for people that are, uh, that are in a true need for it. So it's a great organization. It's a great cause. We're very proud to be uh, involved at least three events every year that they hold. We really have a good time. They're great events. This was their annual bourbon event. Howard, do you remember what they were giving away? 
Well, they had a raffle. I know for a, a number of Blantons, I believe there was a gold, uh, an original, I guess, single barrel, and, and there was another one in there, wasn't there? There was. Yeah, they had three different Blantons bottles there for going for raffle. They also had a silent auction for a lot of items that were really pretty cool. So yeah, there was great food, great music, great time. They had gambling tables there. I don't know. I didn't go to the tables. Did you? Uh, you know, I never had a chance to. Once uh, <laughs> the event started going, the, there's a constant flow uh, to, to both of our tables, Jim. Yeah, that's true. They also had an outdoor cigar bar going on there, and Rob managed to get to that, but I never got a chance to go to it. You and I were pouring whiskey all night long. What a blast. Had a great time. But again, why not wild turkey? That was kind of our theme. And, and some people might scratch their head and say, why are we calling the show Why Not Wild Turkey? Well, even though wild turkey has made leaps and bounds to overcome some of the stigma they've had in the past of being kind of a, a bad boy whiskey, right? Sort of a college, don't want to remember that terrible headache I had in college whiskey or, or that, that horrible night out with friends. It has come to be quite a well-respected whiskey, but there's still those that don't reach for it on the shelf because of what they think wild turkey is. And, uh, Part of our goal there was to uh, to pour a series of four different wild turkey whiskeys, not all called wild turkey, and see if we could change their minds a little bit. And uh, I think we changed a few minds. Not everybody, because we actually live pretty close to the distillery. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting, and uh, I actually had a number of people ask me if I worked for Wild Turkey, uh, which is fun. I guess because I was just so passionate about you know what we were drinking, and and for the price, I mean, there's a lot of great bottles that they offer that you know they're really hard to beat, honestly. All right, well, why don't you take us through uh, and just sort of announce up front what four expressions we're going to drink through tonight. Yeah, so we had a great night Saturday. We had four different expressions that we went through. We started at the lowest proof and worked our way up to the highest. So up first was the Long Branch, uh, an eight-year-old whiskey, so an 80 proof. Now, all these do have the same mash bill, uh, the Wild Turkey Bourbon mash bill of 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. So the next one up was the Russell's Reserve 10-year. Now, this is probably on a lot of your old shelves already. Uh, definitely a favorite, and uh, I was hearing a lot of positive notes throughout the night. Uh, so it's definitely something that that everybody uh, at least is a little bit familiar with, and and it was fun to ex- hear some people that hadn't had it. The next one up was the Wild Turkey 101. So this is probably uh, or was the most affordable among the of the four, uh, around the twenty five uh, twenty eight dollar range. Uh, you may have uh, drank it before in some of your younger days, and it is known as more of a party whiskey. But it was it was kind of fun to walk people through and get their reactions on it. And then up last was our uh, wild turkey rare breed, the barrel proof. So at 116.8 proof, it definitely brought a lot more heat and a little bit more of a hug. Uh, but I really enjoyed the flavors on that one and kind of walked people through it. All right, so we've got uh, actually got the long branch in our glass right now. Why don't we go ahead and take a sip of it, try it out a little bit, and talk about it? Brian, you've got a little bit of history with this one, don't you? I do. This is one that I've had uh, several times over the last couple of years. I definitely, definitely enjoy this one. Uh, I've loved the story and, and everything that has come along with it, you know, why they they did it. And of course, you know, Matthew McConaughey's uh, relationship with it was pretty cool, but uh 
Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll kind of tell you what I pick up right off the bat with it. So, uh, you know, for me, it is definitely sweet on the nose. Um, and uh, this one for me, there's the touch of nutmeg, but it's definitely a a sweeter nose than than some of the other ones that I've had uh, from Wild Turkey. So, yeah, it's uh, for me, it's very aromatic. It's um more so than some of the others. I don't know why it's, it's a lower proof, but maybe that additional water brings out those aromas a little bit more. I definitely get the nutmeg. Uh, I do think it's a little bit sweet. Now I'm not, I've heard that this has eight year old whiskey in it, right? Is that correct? I think it has eight year old whiskey, but they're not saying it's eight year old, right? They're saying it has eight year old whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So big difference there. I think the nose is very pleasing. It's mild. It doesn't, doesn't have a lot of uh, ethanol to it. Tyler, you? Yeah, I, I think it's nice. Uh, the nose is is pleasant. I could pick up some spice up front, a little bit of sweetness and like some caramel, but really that that like mesquite finish gets me almost like a like a barbecue chip or, or you know, something like that. Some smokiness there. Well smoky. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree with that. Sure. Let's taste it, guys. Cheers. Yeah, it's light. It's uh, it's not very impactful on your palate. It does have a nice sweet note to it. A little creamy. It is creamy, definitely. Um, that's interesting, though, to get a creamy, kind of a creamy bourbon out of something that's only 86 proof. Um, pretty cool. How did they manage that? I don't know. But it's, it's, it's definitely a pleasant pour. I, I, I don't get an overwhelming amount of those uh, of that sort of barbecue firewood, right? That mesquite. It's like somebody's cooking barbecue three houses down, and you're just getting a little bit of it in the mm-hmm. air, right? Just a very light, yeah. I agree, and it's. Uh, I would say overall, probably. I mean, it's really just well balanced. I mean, it's a you've got a nice, <laughs> nice nose on it. Sweet uh, the the palate is like i said creamy the maybe a little honey it's definitely sweet on the palate the finish is unique because you know you have the creamy and the sweet and it's a little dry now you can get this one around 32 to 35 dollars i'm not sure the exact price it varies depending on the outlet but i think total wine has it around 32 dollars so it's a fair price tyler between you and i we probably served well over a hundred pours of this on Saturday. What what was your take on it? What do you think in general? Let's talk about the crowd that was there and and what they liked and what they didn't like with respect to the Long Branch. Yeah, so even the you know novice drinkers, experienced drinkers, I was getting a lot of similar notes after the Long Branch. So it was kind of uh, fun to pour that. You know, have everybody kind of drink it, which some would sip on it, some would just kind of shoot it straight back, uh, which was kind of fun to be like, okay, well, let's settle down and kind of sip on it and taste some notes a little bit. Uh, but I was getting uh, comments like smooth. Uh, they really liked kind of the just the finish on it. Um, even experienced bourbon drinkers were a little bit surprised with it. Uh, I think that they were uh, not expecting as much at an 86 proof and, you know, something that's kind of a little, uh, you know, it's got Matthew McConaughey tied to it and it's, you know, it's, uh, but 
even experienced bourbon drinkers were were complimenting it and said, "Hey, you know what? For thirty five, forty dollars, that's that's not a bad bottle." And I wouldn't mind having that on my shelf. So, Tyler, you're saying that we're not supposed to just shoot it? <laughs> I mean, you can. You can drink it however you like. Uh, you may not be able to enjoy the flavors as much uh, if you if you just shoot it straight back. Yeah, I think Wild Turkey needed something that was in that wheelhouse in between 80 and 100 proof. They needed something that sort of sat in the 80s somewhere. And and honestly, when you bring Matthew McConaughey in, there's one thing that you know, right? When he when you're bringing him in to, to speak for your brand or to be a, a an advocate for one of your products, you know what he brings with him, right? the masses of females in the United States because he's quite a good looking guy. He's been in a lot of great movies and the ladies love him. So this, this, this bottle was there, uh, has been there obviously to um, impact the female part of the bourbon drinking world just a little bit and the male part as well. But because he's also played the tough guy a few times, hasn't he? Right. And he has a great relationship with, with college uh, athletics and in Texas, but you know, down there and with it being Texas mesquite charcoals, uh, some pretty cool connections there. I'm sure all the folks in Texas really enjoyed this one. Well, I don't want to drive this in one direction too much, but I, I did want to ask the question because I, I had my own guests that I was pouring for and you had yours, Tyler. But what did you find with the, with the Long Branch? Was it more popular with the ladies or the guys or was it kind of an even split? You know what? I would say it was it was certainly more popular with the ladies, um, and it was uh, interesting to me because I I, I thought that um, you know it, it would be kind of compare uh, com- more competitive with the Russell's Ten, but it was very kind of split. There was either people that were you know staunchly uh, saying that hey the Russell's Ten is better, I like it. Or there were people that like, you know what? I do like this Long Branch a little bit more, which is interesting to me because I'm more of a, I do lean more of the Russell's 10 kind of head to head. Um, but it was interesting to see how many people were were kind of drinking them both and then going back to the Long Branch and saying, you know what? I think I'm going to go with this one. Yeah, I kind of saw the same thing. I feel like Long Branch held its own for the night. It kind of, it kind of stood there amongst uh, other expressions for wild turkey that may have more flavor, have more proof, you know, have more age on them. And it kind of held its own in terms of votes. Did you do votes at your table? Did people pick which one was their favorite? Yes, I typically at the end of the uh, you know of the four, I would ask them, you know, what do you, which one did you like the most, and and kind of why. And uh, I was getting a lot of Long Branch. I was getting a lot of Russell's Ten. Um, not as much One Hundred and One, but uh, the Rare Breed had some votes in there too. So, Brian, what do you think? Uh, 32 bucks to 35 bucks, depending on you know, whether you get it in a small store or a big box store. You know, what do you think? Fair price? I think it's fair price. It's worth every penny. Uh, it, it's just it's solid. You know, like I said, it's 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 well balanced. Uh, you really can't go wrong with it. I mean, when you look at all the prices out there, 32, 40 or 40 dollars. I mean, it's just not a bad purchase at all now it's not it's not going to knock your socks off it's not going to blow you away it's not something special it does have that nice unique little flavor note there that you don't get in anything mm-hmm. else but this is more of one of those porch whiskeys right you can sit out there and just sip through a whole bottle and wow it's gone you know yeah I, I think it's one that if you have friends over and you don't tell them what you're pouring they'll be surprised yeah what they're I, drinking yeah i think so too 
Well, I think it was a big win for the night. I think people really liked it. Uh, but let's move on to the next one. This is always a listener favorite. There's a lot of reasons why. But Tyler, what do we have up next? So up next is the Russell's Reserve 10-Year Bourbon. This is a 90-proof bourbon. And again, same mash bill, the 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% barley. It's a little bit higher, but not that much more expensive. And this is one you can typically find in the store nine times out of 10, at least. Yeah. I think this one's recently been trending a little bit more in the, in the low 40s, like 40 to 42. Uh, but, you know, that, you know, that's the way the market's going, right? We've seen it over the last couple of years that uh, our prices are tending to, to trend upwards just a little bit, aren't they? And you're paying more for those whiskeys that maybe you got a little bit cheaper a few years back. This is a 10-year bourbon. This is Jimmy and Eddie getting together and doing something good. Russell's has always been a really solid flavor bomb Rickhouse whiskey. I think when we taste this, I think we already know, but I think when our listeners taste this compared to the long branch, they're going to find that it's uh, it's packed with more layers and more notes. And, but take us through it. Let's let's drink it. So compared to the long branch, this is have a nice uh, kind of light amber color. It's not necessarily as, as dark. as I did think the long branch is a little bit darker than this one, but you've got a real nice color, uh, you know, 10 years age. That's a great, great age for the price i mean you know typically you often see like uh you know ten dollars per year so for uh, for 40 bucks getting a 10 year still great value and 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 i know that this is one that uh jimmy and eddie you know kind of go to as a, a like a daily drinker uh I've, i'm told keep it in the fridge and kind of go to it every night which i think is really cool but to me i pick up a lot of spice right off the nose and and maybe more floral um notes compared to um, the, the long branch, but just kind of, uh, immediately I just get more floralness, a little bit more, more spice. What about you all? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, one of the things that kind of stands out and, and one of my favorites is a little bit of leather. I, I like everything with leather, tobacco, uh, those types. I don't know. There's something else. I can't put my finger on it quite yet, but Jim, yeah, I think the vanilla really stands tall in this one. Uh, it, you know, there's vanilla flavors in every single bourbon out there. And the same goes for caramel. You're going to find caramel and vanilla in every bourbon. And certainly the the Russell's 10 has it. But it's like more concentrated. Even though it's only a 90 proof, those flavors are a little more concentrated on the nose. I mean, you get a gingerbread cookie, a little bit of gingerbread cookie. Oh, that's what it is. Graham cracker. Maybe a little graham cracker. Yeah. Yeah. I pick up a little bit of oak um, as I swirl it. Just, you know, not super strong, but the vanilla definitely and some little bits of oak. Let's taste it. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah, the oak is definitely like all all in that, right? It's all in oak. Um, Very nice flavor, Rickhouse aroma. That rye kind of pops up on the back mm-hmm. end. I get a little on the palate, but I would agree. It definitely jumps out on the finish. Do you guys get the the leather tobacco on the finish as much as I do? I don't pick up as much leather. I do pick up a little bit of the tobacco. Um, I get to me, it's like the I, I get more of 
um, the raw, uh, the, like the rye spice, not so much, but a little bit of it, but really the oak just kind of hits me as it, as it, the finish hits. Um, but I do, I can pick up a little tobacco there, but not so much the leather. For me, it's more of the oak notes, a little bit of leathery tobacco, but not a great deal of it. The spices on this are just wonderful. They're really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I want to say it's like toffee and gingerbread cookies. A little bit of citrus in there, but it's uh, kind of way in the back. You know, you just barely notice it. One thing I will say, though, and it's surprising to me, is that that Long Branch had a better mouthfeel than the Russell's 10-year. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the Russell's 10. I would much rather drink the Russell's 10 personally. But where did that where did that mouthfeel and creaminess come from in the Long Branch? That's kind of interesting, isn't it? It, yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, it, it's it, and a lot of people were telling me that, and and they the way they described it was they were they thought it was smoother. They're like, oh, that that, that they kind of tasted mm-hmm. smoother, and I think that's kind of what they were alluding to was the creaminess of it, and and it just had that little bit of a mystique hint to it. Whereas the, the, with me, at least the 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 ten years more of like a you know your your average or your your what you expect more with a bourbon, more of that rye, that oak, that you know just really I don't know. It's a, it's a great bourbon to me. I love it. For 40 plus, this is a, a wonderful find. If you can get your hands on it, and you can, it's out there. Uh, it's pretty much available to everybody. 10 year old Russells. It's just a great, great bourbon. Can be a little dry on the back end. Brian, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you that you start to pick up a little bit more of that leather as you, as you, as you analyze the finish as it sticks with you a little bit longer. And I agree with Tyler. You know, when you look at a 10 year, uh, that's that's very solid like this. I mean, that's that's a great price point. I, I wonder why it gets overlooked sometimes. You know, it's always on the shelf. You can always mm-hmm. get it. I mean, it's, sometimes you can't get the single barrel version of it, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you won't find the Russell's single barrels because they get snapped up pretty quick. But the Russell's 10 is always sitting on the shelf. Always a great grab. And and I hate to say the the you know the 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 dirty word in bourbon, but if it ever goes allocated, we're in trouble. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Might be one of those ones you want to grab a few just in case. Well, and honestly, I had a lot of the 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 ladies tell me that that were more into the you know wine drinkers. They said that they really enjoyed the 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 taste of the Russell's uh, the the year and also the Wild Turkey One Hundred and One, um, and I don't know maybe there are some a lot of uh, similarities with wine. I don't drink a lot of wine, uh, but the but the ones that did told me that those two in particular they really appreciated. That's interesting, definitely very interesting. All right, guys. Well, I poured a little bit more Russell's Ten in my glass than I should have, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do anything but sip on it. So why don't we take a short break? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when we come back, we've got two more expressions of Wapter you we'd like to get to. <laughs> 
folks, we definitely encourage you to check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. That's Seldom Seen Farms. Kevin and his staff there are doing a fantastic job. And like we said at the beginning of the show, you know, they've got a 5,000 maple tap operation. They're a first-generation farm with a passion to produce the very best maple products available. They've won so many awards, and they have a very special, unique aging method for their syrup and for the barrel-aged coffee. They provide quality at a very affordable price. You know, they're not a maple factory or a co-packer. Kevin and his staff there are farmers with a passion for maple. Like I said before, Kevin is a bourbon enthusiast. He's not just a paid sponsor. He's a friend of the show. He's a roadie, and he loves helping roadies get down the bourbon road. Make sure you check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. You know, they're constantly producing great bourbon-aged maple syrups using barrels from the very best distilleries. They also return those barrels to the distilleries. Afterwards, distilleries like New Riff, Leaper's Fork, Treaty Oak Distilling, The Bar Distillery, Pine Bluffs Distilling, Mystic Farm and Distillery, Jay Riger, so many more to come. Kevin and his staff there are just spreading the love, spreading the maple syrup, making it happen. And you know, at the end of the day, those barrels that age that maple syrup get refilled with some wonderful bourbon and make some great maple finished bourbon whiskey. How awesome is that? Definitely check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. Get your some. I have actually finished my Russell's tenure. Well, not really. One last sip, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Now that we're done with that. All right. So, Tyler, what do we have next on our list? So, up next is actually the number one selling product from Wild Turkey. Uh, something that probably all of our listeners have had had at one point, And uh, it's very popular out there. It's the Wild Turkey 101. Now, this is a blend of six and eight year. Uh, it's got the same mash bill as the others, the 75, 13, 12. Now, now this is going to be the most affordable of the bunch. Um, it's 101 proof. And, uh, you know, uh, this is just something that a lot of people uh, seem to be familiar with. Yeah, so I'll jump right in here and tell you on the nose. Um, you're going to get a little more ethanol on this one. Uh, more so than the, than the other two. And it's... Uh, actually love this one i really do enjoy this uh the 101 quite a bit you know brian the funny thing is i bet i heard that 20 times out of the 50 or 60 people i served the other night was wow it's burning my nose a little bit that one's got a little more alcohol on it there that one's got more alcohol and it Mm -hmm. does it does right because they just drank 86 and 90 proof and then they jammed that glass up in their nose and sniffed on 101 so yeah, and I tried to warn uh, drinkers a little bit. I said, you know, 86 to 90 is not that big of a jump, but we are going to jump, you know, another 11. But it's not just the, the proof. It's kind of the flavor of it, too. Uh, you know, it really hits you with that spot, uh, that that rye, uh, the spices up front. I mean, you get a, some of that. Uh, I get a little bit of oak, uh, you know, right after drinking it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's just like the flagship of Wild Turkey. It's the Wild Turkey 101. Um, Brian nailed it. I mean, you're going to hit that ethanol, but, 
uh, you usually you know have a fun night when you get that one-on-one bottle going. That's right. I'll tell you guys, well, I've, I've got a great story on 101, and it was at my wedding reception. We had some folks drive up from Arkansas. They went to Wild Turkey. They did all the fun stuff there, had a great tour. They got their own bottle of Wild Turkey 101, brought it to the reception, and uh, I feel kind of bad. They didn't realize that everybody in Kentucky was going to drink the whole bottle. So they had a great visit. They brought the bottle over to the reception, uh, went back home empty-handed. So we all <laughs> had a great time. <laughs> One of the reasons that Wild Turkey has that, um, or at least Wild Turkey 101, has that kind of bad boy reputation, it, or the college hangover reputation, right, is that if you're a college kid, if you're going to UK, Brian, and, uh, you know, you're you're trying to, go out to the liquor store one night to get yourself something to drink and you're looking across the shelves and you say, okay, $22, 101 proof. I can do math. That's the best proof per dollar that I can get out there, right? (laughs) Except for maybe, you know, Bacardi 151, right? That's right. So it's it's a very popular grab when you're trying to tie one on, right? But there's a ton of flavor in it. It's a really good bourbon. And I know you said that it's kind of blended six and eight year bourbons, right? But I don't think a batch goes out that doesn't have some older bourbons in it because they're always trying to mingle a little bit of that older stuff in there to try and keep their inventories in check, right? And, you know, sometimes they'll put a little 12 year in there. Mm -hmm. They just do. And you can taste it. A little bit of variation from batch to batch, not too much because they try to hold that profile. But Wild Turkey 101 is a fine for a whiskey for 22 to $25. Jim, would it be safe to say that, that a lot of these expressions that we've had, they would lean more towards uh, bourbons that have, uh, you know, kind of an older uh, profile to them, you know, whereas you, you get a lot of bourbons that you taste and, and they have that young feel to them, you know, two or three years. But I feel like a lot of the wild Turkey expressions really do dip into the older, the more traditional uh, uh, flavors than what a lot of these other folks do. Yeah, I think folks at Wild Turkey take advantage of their rickhouses. They have some amazing rickhouses that are many floors high, and they have some, you know, over in Jessamine County, they have Tyrone warehouses there on the river in Lawrenceburg. And, and you know, they're able to use those rickhouses to to kind of manipulate that flavor a little bit. You've heard the story about the wild turkey funk, right? And the wild turkey funk is not something you put your finger on, but it's that that flavor you get when you drink wild turkey that only they have. That's that that essence of being in the rickhouse, you know, walking the first floor in the rickhouse and going in between the ricks and the barrels, and you just get that that smell, and it just makes it into the bottle somehow. I'm not sure how they do it, but they certainly do it. And it's an amazing thing, and you get it in a $25 bottle of whiskey, and that's, that's cool. I've always been a fan. It's, it's hard to beat the, the Wild Turkey 101. And, and something else that I think is kind of interesting is it, is it comes out of the barrel at 109 proof, um, and then it's kind of diluted down to the 101. So I think that is it's part of the reason you kind of maybe get some more of that barrel heat and some of those flavors there. Yeah. You've seen a lot of other companies come out with 101 proof bourbons, right? So you kind of wonder, where does that 101 come from? 
back in the day, a long time ago, when you would your barrel entry proof was much lower. You know, that's kind of the that was barrel proof. That's what the that's what it came out of the barrel in the old days. Now things have changed. You know, barrel entry proofs have gone up. Um, you know, there there's some changes in the industry that led to that. But uh, 101 needs to be proofed down now, like you said. But before that was what it came out as. That's why they called it 101, right? Pretty interesting stuff. So I'll say on the pallet, definitely still. I mean, like we've said on the other two, a uh, little spice, a little rye, uh, you know, jumping out to you a little bit on that. Um, baking spices, I think, is is uh, fairly safe to say. Yeah, I think a little bit of toffee always makes it into a wild turkey pour. I always manage to find a little bit of toffee. There's a hint of that kind of toffee in them. I love the spice of it. Uh, there's always a bit of that baking cabinet in there. The finish is always nice. It's always pleasant. It's not always long, but it's always pleasant. And that's what I like about it. My first wild turkey 101, I've told the story many times, but was an 81-101 when I was 18 years old. And yes, it was legal drinking age at 18 when I was 18. So I was legally drinking at 18. But yeah, Wild Turkey 101 was uh, my thing way back then. And I still drink it today. X number of years later. Tyler, what do you pick up on the finish? So to me, the 101 is, uh, it's kind of like a spicy oak kind of bomb not not not, maybe not a bomb but like i got a lot of spice and oak on it um and and like jim said it's not necessarily a longer finish but i do notice a little bit more though like a like a sharper heat almost um it's just kind of like it was kind of interesting as we as we go across the tasting it's like okay the the long branch yeah okay that's got a nice punch to it then the the uh the russell's 90 or the 90 proof Brussels 10. And then a lot of the people that had the 101, it was like, that was the first time they were really like, Oh wow. Okay. Now, you know, we're drinking some whiskey now. Here uh, it comes. Would, well, uh, immediately they'd say fireball and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not as sweet, uh, you know, as, as some fireball, like cinnamon whiskey, but yeah. Okay. It's got, it's get ready for the barrel proof, you know, <laughs> Sp- spicy dry Oak. Maybe. Is that a good, good way to describe what you're saying? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Uh, yeah, I get some rye and the baking spices and then, you know, some oak and, uh, yeah, some dry oak, definitely. So for me, Wild Turkey 101, here's where it stands for me. It's it's everywhere on every single shelf in every single state in the United States and most countries in the world. You can find a bottle of Wild Turkey 101. If you go into a bar and you're worried what they're going to charge you for a whiskey because maybe you're not wanting to pay $20 a pour, right? You can always order a Wild Turkey 101 and be sure you're going to get a good whiskey and you'll probably pay 5 to 6 to $8, maybe 10 for it. There you go. Good price, guaranteed. You can put a little water in it. You can put a little ice in it. You can add it to Coke or Diet Coke. You can add it to ginger ale. You can make a uh, an old-fashioned out of it. It's so versatile and it's inexpensive. And uh, for me, if that's why, you know, I might have hundreds of bourbons on the Bourbon Road bar downstairs, right? But I've got, I've got a handle of wild turkey upstairs all the time. 101, wild turkey 101. It's, it's one that my bar will never go without. And I know we, we don't have this one tonight, but I will say 
If you see the Wild Turkey 101 rye, pick it up, give it a shot. That's a good one too, no doubt about it. Yeah, we didn't have the Russell's rye either, but both of those are fine ryes, and that's another thing that Wild Turkey does well are the ryes. And they don't have a lot of them, but they do them well. Well, Tyler, what do we have next on our list? So the last one on our uh, sampler platter here is the uh, the rare breed. This is the barrel proof. This is 116.8 proof. And, uh, you know, same mash bill, that 75% corn, 13-12. Now, something really uh, interesting, and I think it's awesome that I learned recently uh, about wild turkey, is that 90% of the corn that is goes into wild turkey uh, is actually grown in Shelby County, uh, Kentucky, which I found uh to be really fascinating and awesome like that. I, I'm a big, you know, I'm born and raised in Kentucky and I support Kentucky. So that's awesome to hear. Now, this one is uh, a little bit more, I like to say robust. It does have a little bit more of the hug and the heat on the end of it. Um, but to me, uh, this is my favorite of the four. Uh, I just find it has a lot more uh, flavor up front to it. And, and I really like the sweetness that it brings. I would agree with that. The nose, you've got the the caramel, the the toffee. Uh, I guess maybe a little more citrus than what we've had on some other ones. Yeah, I think the de- definitely. I think when when you when they proof down the wild turkey expressions, I think that citrus tends to get lost a little bit. And when you get the higher proof wild turkeys, you'll always pick up that citrus a little bit more. A little bit more. There's been 11 batches of rare beans since 1991, and uh, always interested to see when that next batch comes out, to see how it might differ from the last. It's been amazing. Now, they had some changes in packaging over the years, and Brian, I think you mentioned that, uh, but it's always been a barrel-proof wild turkey whiskey, and I love it. So, Jim, uh, of the four, I know you, uh, you know, went through a, a number of samples the other night as well. What, what is your preference of, of the four of these? Uh, what is your go-to, I guess? Uh, is there a winner? Yeah, so for me, um, it, it depends. So if you if you want me to pick a daily drinker out of the four, I'm going to pick Wild Turkey 101 because I'm always price conscious. Uh, and if I'm going to uh, mix it and I'm going to share it, and, uh, you know, depending on the, you know, if it's a hundred degree day in the summer and I just got off the lawnmower cutting grass, I might throw a couple of cubes in there. It's going to be wild turkey one-on-one. But if I'm wanting to sip a finer whiskey, if I'm wanting to really enjoy a flavorful, bold pour, it's going to be the Russell's tenure. Every now and then I have rare breed, but I'll be honest with you. It's not my, I don't reach for it that often. And it's not because it's a bad whiskey. It's just because. There are so many great whiskeys out there at Barrel Proof. I have a few others that I would rather reach for, but that's just me. You know, other people may reach for the rare breed. Long Branch, not usually on my bar, but that's just me. I, I do like it, but I will say this from the table, from all the 50 or 60 people that I poured for, I think the majority of them were either Matt McConaughey fans or Jimmy Russell fans, one of the two. <laughs> so it was either Russell's or Long Branch. There were a few 101 people, and there were a few rare breed people. But for the most part, it was either Long Branch or Russell's. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, I was going to say the same. It, it seemed like maybe uh, Russell's 10 slightly uh, edged out the Long Branch, but there was a, probably 50% 
35% and then, you know, 10 and 50 or 10 and five for the others. Uh, what, what about you, Brian? I mean, what, do you, what I know you like more of the higher proofs, but would you lean more towards the rare breed of the few? So I will say that I'm kind of along the same lines of Jim. Uh, I really do love the 101. Uh, 101 is, has always been one of my favorites. So that's, that's something that I will always have 100% of the time. Um, but honestly, even though I'm a higher proof guy, I really enjoy the long branch. Um, it's, it's hard to believe I'm saying that, but I, I really do. I'd probably go one-on-one long branch and then rare breed and then the 10 year. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this has been a ton of fun. I've really enjoyed this, even though Tyler, you and I poured an uncountable number of these the other night and talked to so many people about them. It was nice to sit down, just the three of us, and go through these four bottles together. Absolutely. I think they're all good choices. I mean, why not buy any one of these, right? I mean, they're all fairly priced. They all offer something just a little bit different. I think it wouldn't hurt you to have a bottle of each one of these four on your bar. And you can buy all four of them for about 150 bucks. And that Jim, I'll say that's one of my favorite things about wild turkey is that you really can get some some just normal everyday drinkers. You can get some really nice bourbons if you want to take a step up for prices that are that are affordable. They're always on the shelf for the most part. You know, it's easy to get. Uh, and and honestly, you can't say that for for every distillery out there, every expression out there. But wild turkey. Make some great, uh, great bourbons and whiskeys, and they're generally a great price and easy to get. Absolutely. Well, Tyler, thank you for walking us through these four tonight. We certainly appreciate it. We know you had a great time the other night pouring whiskey for all those people, and uh, we'll definitely get you to do it again because yeah, I think you had a smile on your face for four hours. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, thanks for having me again here tonight. Um, I had a blast on Saturday. It was it was a lot of fun just kind of walking everybody through it. And then uh, one thing I like to do at the end was I was like, hey, you know, all these bourbons have the same mash bill. They've all they're all made with the same ingredients. And I was just kind of fun to, to see people kind of realize that, hey, there's a lot more complexities and, and things like that that go into bourbon than maybe they realized. You know, this was the annual bourbon event for the Shelby County Habitat for Humanity Project. And uh, we're always happy to be part of that. Now, listeners, on March 11th, uh, at 6 p.m., they're having their annual banquet. It's a big deal. They're having it at the Shelbyville Conference Center. It's on a Saturday. You should plan for it. It's going to be a great event. They're going to have musicians. They're going to have lots and lots and lots of bourbons on auction there. They always have three or four 50-foot-long tables full of bourbons and other bourbon-related gifts. It's always great. You know, they'll have very nice dinner and a lot of fun. So so check out Shelbyville Habitat for Humanity. Uh, definitely check them out and help out if you can. It's a great cause. And you might get one of those great bourbons out of that auction. It's always fun. Guys, we appreciate you being on. We had a wonderful time tonight drinking through these four whiskeys. Finishing up with that rare breed. My goodness. A great, great way to end the night. But I would agree, Jim. Uh Definitely, definitely a good night drinking some uh, great expressions here and 
and leaving with a smile on our face. That's right. Well, Brian, where can people find us on the internet? So guys and gals, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and even TikTok. You can also find us on our private Facebook group with around 3,000 of our really good friends where we like to share pictures and and videos and all of the great things that that we're able to uh, taste and enjoy with each other. It's the bourbon roadies, right? That is correct. The bourbon roadies. So how do they find the bourbon roadies? Just what do you just go on Facebook and type in the bourbon roadies and it'll come up and ask you to answer three questions. So what are those questions? That's it. That's what you do. And we're going to ask you, are you 21? Are you of legal, legal drinking age? Do you like bourbon? And do you agree to play nice? We don't let any rudeness into the group. If you come into the group and you attack somebody for what they're drinking or you shame them for drinking from the bottom shelf, you won't stay in the group very long because we just don't like that. Everybody gets to drink what they want. You know, some of us can afford to drink from the top shelf and some of us can't. And, you know, that's just the way it is. Just drink bourbon, right? Just drink bourbon. That's right. And, Jim, one more thing. We also do not tolerate selling bottles. That's right. Don't come in the group to sell. Don't come in the in the group to ponder your wares without checking in with the admin staff first. Uh, we definitely like to keep a tight rein on the group. That's why we're 3,000 members and not 30,000 members, right? Because we don't allow a lot of that stuff. So it's a great place to be. There's a lot of friends in there. You'll have a great time. We do a show every single week. Every single week, we'll have a master distiller on. We'll visit the distillery. We'll We'll drink through a number of expressions. Sometimes we'll have a country music artist on or a chef or an author. It's always an interesting show. We always drink whiskey because that's what we do on the show. This is a whiskey drinking show. But check in with us every single week. And Brian, what do they have to do to make sure they don't miss a single episode? If you want to stay up to date on all of our episodes, you can check us out on iTunes. You can check us out on YouTube. Google, Spotify, and all you have to do is look for that subscribe, follow, plus sign, and just click on those buttons and you will get notified every time we have a new episode coming out. All right. We love our listeners. We love to listen to what you have to say. Definitely give us a review. You know, pop into Apple Podcasts and and give us a review. Let us know that uh, you like the show, you enjoyed listening. Let your friends know that uh, you like listening to The Bourbon Road. We love to hear those things. But if you've got an idea for a show, if you've got an idea for a guest or a topic, or maybe in your hometown you've got uh, a distillery that's doing it right and got some really tasty stuff and you want everybody to know about it, just reach out to us. You head our website up, thebourbonroad.com. we got a contact us page. Send us a message. We're very responsive. You can always come to us and message us on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or any of the outlets that we're on. Uh, I think we're pretty responsive people. We'll get back with you. That's what makes this show great. Our listeners make this show great. Well, it's been an awful lot of fun tonight. Thank you guys for being on the show with me. I really appreciate it. Listeners, until the next time, we'll see you down the the bourbon bourbon road. road.